Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of 37 Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today I am so excited to have on a 38-year-old from Thorold, Ontario, Canada. His hockey journey has taken him to Canada, the USA, Germany, Italy, and Wales. A staple and legend with those pesky Thorold Blackhawks who lost the Sutherland Cup to yours truly way back in 01 and the Elmira Sugar Thangs. But for fun, he put up 97 points in 45 games with those Blackhawks and helped raise my goat, earning his way to the Niagara Purple Eagles. And I hear he got dropped off at practice across the border by his old man. He promptly became a champion with those perps as a freshie, winning the CHA. Followed that up, being a two-time first-team All-Star. For fun, won it again. And showed everybody what's up winning the CHA Player of the Year. After that, had his way in the A and did play a game in the show with one of my favorite teams, the New York Islanders. Then dabbled in Germany before coming a legend in Asiago, Italy. Good cheese. Where he only put up 306 points in 203 games played. And is a two-time Italian champion a two-time italian super cup champion had the most apples in the stop talking i'm still in the middle of this i know you're cold most apples in the league two times and the most points in the league one time then decided to head to the sheds honey hole cardiff wales and my devils and became a legend again one challenge cup two playoff titles two league titles and most definitely a testimonial under his belt. Welcome to the cold tub in the shed, Sean Bentaviglio. <laughs> oh, that pronunciation is a little off, but I'll really? take it. Thanks for the intro. It's Bentavoglio, but uh, I mean, it was Bentavoglio? Yeah, perfect. The G is silent. The G is silent. Oh, and my word, you're in a cold tub right now. That looks cold, dude. You're right under that. Yeah, we didn't pick the best day. I think it's uh, like minus two, feels like minus six right now, but I'm going to alternate back and forth from the cold and hot just so I don't get any uh, hypothermia. Yeah, you wouldn't want hypothermia. Um, I got to hit the space heater on here in the shed, and I'm pretty comfortable. Um, why are you doing that? Yeah, it was just a thing we started. Uh, one of the girls at the gym I go to here in Waterdale, and uh, she's a chiropractor. Her and her husband have a clinic in town, and they actually got, um, it's called a cold tour uh, tub, but it, it's meant for indoors and it uh, chills automatically. So um, I started doing it there and, and I just really liked it, just all the benefits, both mentally and physically. And uh, 
just trying to take care of the body a little better these days now that I'm almost 40. Um, <clears throat> Benty, um, I wasn't the most in shape hockey player in the, the professional hockey. I wasn't jacked up and, uh, there were rumors you were similar, similar Coke can. Um, you're, you seem to be more jacked up now that you're not a professional hockey player than when you were, you're pretty well yoked. The kids would say. Yeah. I mean, this is probably the best shape I've been in physically, like just looking at my body, but I mean, cardio-wise, like, as you can attest to, like, playing an actual hockey game is a lot of different cardio than, uh, you know, doing a bike or a ski or something like that at the gym. That's true, though. Um, you can look in shape and not be in shape. Um, there's no doubt about that. But you look you exactly. look mentally and ha- you, look ha- you look happy and healthy. And uh, to me, when I left the game, um, I had, like, nobody to compete with. I had no game to play. I had nothing to win. And uh, I see what you're doing there in water down. You seem to have like a competition going. And uh, what's it like blue versus red team? And you guys all like work out against each other? Yeah. So I joined the F45. It's it's a chain actually worldwide. But uh, yeah, the location here has just made it really fun. So we did a 45 day challenge and uh, they split it up into two teams. So it made it really competitive. There was points for showing up every day. There's, extra challenges to do every week and uh it, it just really pushed people there's uh a lot of different people at the gym uh whether it was lose weight lose fat or gain muscle a, a lot of people reached their goals and it was uh kind of crazy to see what what people could do over over a six and a half week span how long are you gonna sit in that thing man my nuts would be in my mouth by now i don't know do, do uh, we have a timer going on the bottom there summer um we started uh, like three minutes ago maybe but okay uh, i'll stay until like six and then i'll go in the hot tub yeah you should probably uh i don't know man lordo forced me into those things i (laughs) i i i felt pressured um i felt bullied um i hate cold tubs i want nothing to do with them i understand they work i know i felt better when i got out of them but you know what i didn't i still didn't want to do them Yeah, you know, if if old Andy Lordo saw this right now, he'd be in shock. Uh, he he begged me to go in the cold tub every day and take care of my body better. But you know, at that time, I I just didn't feel like I needed it. You know, I agree. I didn't feel like I needed it either, and I still don't. <laughs> <laughs> I actually uh, feel like I just need to go to my shed and laugh, um, not sit in a cold tub. But um, what I find is when you leave hockey, you need you need to feel part of a team. You need to feel part of something. You need something going on where you're part of all the people. And I'm happy you found your thing, even if it is sitting in a cold tub, because for me, I had a hard time out of the game, but now coaching kids and being part of minor hockey is like my thing. And also the shed, obviously, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, almost every guy you can talk to that played um, the transition to the real world is really hard. And, Everyone goes through that little little phase where, you know, it, it is difficult to adjust and everyone's had their mental health issues. And, you know, like it, it, it's good that guys like you can o- openly talk about it and just get the word out there to, to, to other hockey players that, that are retiring that, you know, it's not the easiest transition when you're used to playing a game your whole life and then you're all of a sudden t- tossed into the real world, right? Well, it's totally different, man. <laughs> like it's totally different than showing up at the rink 
with a bunch of dandies and talking about what they did the day before and what they ate and whatever else they got into. And all of a sudden you're sitting somewhere for a extended period of the day. And maybe not everybody is a hockey guy like you and you don't have the same interests and it can make time go pretty slow um, compared to like what we used to do where you'd show up at the rink, you would hang out with your buddies, play hockey and compete, and then you'd go have lunch and the odd time back in the day, maybe a beer or two. You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, it, it, it is it is a drastic change when you put it like that, right? It, well, it is. It's totally different. It's a different life, but uh, I it seems like you've landed on your feet, sir. Yeah, no, yeah, th things are good. You're going like from you a said, cold tub to a hot tub. You got to be doing all right. <laughs> I don't have either <laughs> of those. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 things are good. It's just that that initial period, you know, the first year or so when you stop playing. And uh, I actually, my, my, my career ended uh, when the first COVID wave hit. So uh, I had planned on retiring after that season anyway, but then obviously the world shut down there. So not only was Jenna pregnant with Gavin and we were, we were about to have a baby, but COVID happened and my career ended at the same time. So tossed into a COVID world with our third kid and uh, all of a sudden try, trying to find a job and trying to, trying to fit into the, into the working society. I, yeah. And uh, I have a lot to say about that because it was, it was right before, that all happened was Wally night and I got written down here. We'll just go with the flow though. I got written down how we know each other, but Wally yep. night, when I came over there to Cardiff um, after that game, it's one of your poster picks you sent. It's me and you, and I bet you you're sending yep. that to Nats or Lackner or Eggets, uh, some of my sugar Kings that was a purple Eagle with you, but I kind of mentioned to you like how hard of a time I had had. And I was like, man, if you ever need anything, when you're done, let me know because she's a tough go there at first. <laughs> you know? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Actually, I I think we had that conversation up in the VIP lounge after the game, right? We did. Yeah, that's that right around when that picture happened. Yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't forget that many things, but um, I knew you were coming to the end, and I knew. We had the same friends and uh, shed guys, no shed guys. And yeah, yeah, I just, I mean, once you've gone through it, if you can help someone that has it coming their way, I mean, it's hard to see it coming while well, you see it coming, but like you actually don't know how hard it's going to be until you actually have to do it. You know? Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Yeah, but um, I mean, even even I was talking about this, you know, like guys that are still playing that are that are winding down now, like they still aren't getting it until they get it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's different, you know. Like you said, you're not waking up every day having a coffee with the boys in the room, telling jokes, you know, yeah. pulling 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 pranks on guys every day. Yeah, and just then, having fun. Exactly. Your job, your job is to like have fun and play games. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Ah, uh, shoot. So are you warm now? You're in the hot tub now? I am warm. So so the initial minute when I got in here, my skin was uh, was burning. But uh, no, now I'm settled in here and just trying to keep the shoulders uh, you, under. You're really going the with the flow here. 
you're really going with the flow. It's nice to see adaptable people and you, you must be, um, but uh, let's get into this. So how we know each other. Okay. Did you ever go to Elmira, Ontario to the maple syrup festival? No, I, I don't think I have. So, um, some what Western Michigan Broncos, I would get my fellas to come back to the sap fest every year in Elmira and the band Nyanatan and the boys and Lochner, um, agates brought some purple Eagles one year and we had an Elmira, Ontario, a full blown, like NCAA, like get in one purple Eagles and, and Broncos in Elmira, Ontario. And there was, at one point, there was eight Sugar Kings on the Purple Eagles and the Broncos. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah, that is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, well, it, it just goes to – well, at, at that time, that, that Junior B loop was, was a lot better than it is now, I think, because I, I remember there That's was – That's what like, they say, yeah. Yeah, well, there, there was just I, – I feel like at that time, there was way more guys getting scholarships for, from, like, way even – yeah, even like like the Niagara area too, right? Uh, I yes. feel like now a lot of it, a lot of the scholarships are coming from uh, Tier Two Junior A. Well, actually, most of them are coming from the US of A, and because they're better at hockey than, um, you know, they're doing better than they used to, and they don't need yeah. Canadians for scholarships as much as they used to. Um, True. But uh, anyways, is, uh, so uh, other other ways we know each other then is the sugar Kings did defeat the Thorold Blackhawks back in 2000, 2001. I became a Southern cup champion. Would you have attended a match to watch uh, my, like my 15 year old buddy, Ken Dunn fight John Scott at center ice or anything like that. I, I was definitely there watching. There isn't, there isn't many things to do in Thorold, Ontario. Yes. Um, well, you were watching my fat ass play and we won <laughs> and agates. <laughs> And Lackner and Van Nyanatten, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And they all became, like, I, I don't know. I find, like, you learn how to win, and you learn how important winning is. You learn what it takes. You learn how to be a team. You learn what's right and wrong. And um, I think the fellas I was with then, uh, that's how I learned. Um, I thought Agates was a big part of that. But then you guys went to Niagara and won a whole bunch again didn't you yeah we did so we we actually only won one championship out of the four years i was there but so why uh, did the research team say two thought it said two you know why there there's a little uh blip on the leap there's process a hiccup. is there a hiccup it, it does say i've won two but you know we could just leave that there to make it look better uh-huh. sounds better sounds better for sure um, but so was that the first year you won your your rookie year? Yeah, so that would have been oh three oh four. And were you getting dropped off and didn't have a driver's license from your old man? I heard this in the shed yeah. from Eggets. Is this true? Yeah. So I don't know. Okay, what, hold on that. before we before we start that gray matter be in Kikarden. Um, they're my sponsor. They give me free beer to uh, drink beers with my friends in my shed, and I really appreciate that. And thank you so much for being on my team. This is the airship. It's a Dunkel. Um, that is, that's like Ixbrechenine Bissen Deutsch. That's ein Dunkel beer. That means dark beer. Cheers, Brost. Go, yeah. Carden. I just uh, I just used Dunkel Weizen when I played in uh, Augsburg. 
Really? The teams in Germany wouldn't let me drink vice beer because they said it would make me too fat because I was very fat. <laughs> yeah, you were allowed to drink vice beer, eh? Oh, I, I mean, I, I sprinkled a few beers in one over my career. So. Yeah, one yeah. or two. Yeah. Um. So you did. You just went back to Niagara. Eh? You guys just had a reunion. Isn't it cool yeah. that when you win something, like it is forever. Like it literally is. Like you have reunions. You have get-togethers. There's group chats. There's still people talking. And those teams you don't win with, that shit doesn't happen. You might have your buddy or two, but it ain't a full team deal. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it was a twenty-year anniversary from from when we won our uh, conference championship, and yeah, it was it was actually a, a great turnout. So I think I like we had maybe I want to say like twenty-seven guys on the team, and I think we had uh, twenty-two guys show up for the weekend. That's incredible. That many years later, and from that many different places, twenty-two yeah. to twenty-seven. Yeah, it was something like that, and and like all so for the last well two or three months leading up, we had a WhatsApp chat uh going and almost almost everyone was in that as well and obviously dutchy uh was posting in there daily about posting game sheets of every game that year and who did <laughs> he what does that yeah. with you guys too he does that with the sugar kings he started a whole thing and he had everything going with every game sheet everything and he, he gets right invested doesn't he he really does, and he he uh he brought his parents down for the weekend, which was great to see them as well. Oh man, yeah, they yeah, Pete and Marge, dandies. Oh yeah, just just beauties. I remember a story of his mom when we were in the Sugar King Drive for the Sutherland Cup, and she went into the bathroom to take a leak, and we scored a goal. Finished the playoffs in the bathroom, never came out. <laughs> <laughs> She she, because you know it was good luck she was in the bathroom so she just and she couldn't take watching so she would just stay in the bathroom during the playoffs she'd be in the barn but not watching the game (laughs) ah man and uh well obviously andrew lachter um i grew up with him my best friend growing up and uh and you played with him with the Purple Eagles too. Isn't it a small world? It is a really small world. Yeah, um, yeah. We had we had we had four guys from because we had Dutchy, Dutchy, Agus, Lachner, and Brian Mills. And oh, Mills, he played there too. Yeah. Did you know him? Yeah, because he didn't stay at your school that long. But yeah, no, yeah, yeah. He was there my first two years, but he he actually lives in Waterdown now too. Oh really? Yeah, so I see him. I uh, see him quite often. Yeah, he's a good dude. Um, he was a good-looking chap back in the day, you know, blonde hair, you know, oh, good yeah. flow. Yeah, yeah tough was, to yeah, compete yeah. with shit like that going on, you know. Especially <laughs> <laughs> with our, our uh, body types, right? Right. And uh, <laughs> speaking of our body types, though, but you're hairier than me. You grow more I, hair. Uh, I and do. I'm having I, problems with my hair. It's coming out of my ears. It's coming out of my nose. And like, I'm talking like at a rapid rate. I can't keep up with it. And well, I, I mean, I'm just calling a spade a spade. You're, you're hairier than me. So how, how does it go with that? You just let her, you just let her go away. Eh? Like what else, what can you do? Like I, I'm battling it myself. Like hair, hair like body hair? 
Yeah, like ear, nose, you know, you know, yeah. chest, yeah, my, back. Yeah, my my chest and back. I I bought this little stick thing on Amazon. Uh, I think it's called the back blade. Um, it, it has an arm on it and it extends. It has like blades that are, are pointing in two or three different angles. So, you know, I do that. I do that once a week for the old back. So it's like a back scratcher, but you can get the hairs. Exactly. Oh. So I, I, I usually during the shower, I'll just toss a little um, body soap on on the blades, and then it takes about two, two or three minutes, and it it, it it actually gets it off pretty good. No, that that makes sense. I probably could yeah. use that tool. Um, so other ways we know each other, other than like my sugar things that. I mean, it was a it was interesting how so many Western Michigan Broncos came out of Elmira and then Purple Eagles. Um, but man, having that syrup day uh, back in Elmira when both teams came back, and I brought my guys, and Natten brought his guys, and Lochner brought his guys, and and we had a day. <laughs> it was something. Uh, but uh, the other ways we know each other is you helped raise my goat, Joey Martin, with JJ. I did. So I, I actually grew up with Joey's older brother, JJ. Um, and Joe was always the young puck, uh, the young pup trying to tag along to play road hockey, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny once he got to, well, I'd say like maybe like 10 or 11, you know, he would just come and uh, wait. And if we had a guy that didn't show up, we, he would uh, fill in and play. He'd be ready um, to rock. <laughs> Yeah, again, so it was, we were like 85 and 84 birth years, and, and Joey was an 88. So, like, he if he was 9 or 10, you know, we were all 13 or 4. 13 oh, he's to 14. quite a bit younger then. Yeah, yeah, so he was quite a bit younger. But, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's funny how, how, how that all uh, worked out. And, you know, then I ended up uh, being teammates with Joe for four years, and um, I'm equally as close with Joe as, as I am JJ now. So yeah, it's kind of crazy how, how that all works. You know, the small town of Thorold, Ontario, two guys end up playing professionally in Cardiff, Wales together. It, it is crazy. And, um, yeah. it's crazy that like Elmira played Thorold back then and JJ oh, was on the team and yeah, you and Joey were watching and it's like oh yeah it's funny that yeah it's interesting but like that series i was in was as hockey as it got like thorold had a bunch of hockey guys and we had a bunch of hockey guys and it was it was a battle but um other small world is like when i went over for wally night and like i don't really know you other than i know you're a purple eagle and your buddies with my buddies was like after the night or whatever like i go out for dinner with jj and joey and like you know <laughs> like i'm part of the family and like so are you and then we had never really had our time together until josh batch's testimonial right no i know and that was a good one <laughs> it was a good was, one that was a good run <laughs> it was a good run <laughs> somebody stop me <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. That was you don't that was get those days back, do you? You, you don't, but yeah, you know, as we get older, those, those weekends become harder and harder. Well, they do. <laughs> um, it's hard to readjust back to the real world when you go after oh, yeah. four days, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it was supposed to only, only be three, but that, that last day, I think, really got it. That last day was, uh, I mean. 
I don't know what the word is, but uh, we did it. And uh, you know what? You don't get those days back, and you may as well do yeah. it while you can, right? Yeah. We probably right. didn't need that last day, but you know what? We earned it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we definitely earned it. I, I think uh, the worst part was when I got back to Pierce and my, uh, my, my car had been stolen from the parking garage. So not only were we all extremely hungover, but I didn't have a car to get home, and I had to file a police report and deal with all that, deal with my insurance company all night. So just just the, the exact the exact opposite of what you probably want after you uh, drink just, and party with old friends for four days. Yeah, and those were four full days. Um, but the way those four, like, I mean, we may as well stay right in this pocket now that we're going. To start the trip, um, we get to the airport. Um <laughs> And we're fresh, we're ready, we're we're happy, we're ready to go. And you had those passes to lounges, and man, those were handy. Free drinks, free food, just hang out. And uh, we kicked off the weekend, me, you, and Hoth, and we kicked it off, and we started celebrating Batchy right there in Canada. And then we get on the plane, and I pass right out, I go to sleep, and then I wake up like hours later, and we're still in fucking Toronto. <laughs> Yeah, that was crazy. I I remember you waking up and you're like, "Oh, that seemed like a that that seemed like a quick flight." I'm like, "Oh no, no, we're still in Toronto." <laughs> I forget the reason. I I forget the reason why it was it was delayed like three hours. So so we sat on the tarmac for two hours. A water then, truck hit the plane. Oh, a water truck hit the plane. That's what and happened. They, they decided for hours if we were gonna if it was fine or not, and then they finally kicked us off the plane. I have to wake up. Yeah, we get off the plane and went and had another bite, <laughs> and then we got on the next plane that was the exact same. But like for them to wait that many hours, and then when we finally get there, we're hours behind schedule. And yeah, we got to shout this guy out, there. dude. We got to shout out my sponsor, Neil Parker, Black oh, Kite Couriers. Dude, yeah. you remember we show up at the airport hours behind schedule, and he's there with, like, the swank. What kind of car was that? It was, like, something I'd never been in. Was it, like, a range? I don't know what. They're, like, fancy. Hold on. My, my daughter's just coming outside. Yes, honey. Oh, hey. What's her name? Mila. Yeah, Daddy's on a call right now. Yeah, work call, business call. I'll be done in like two minutes. Okay, <laughs> that's not true. Untrue. That's untrue. <laughs> Close the door. We can pause it if you need to. Parents need to no. parent. No, it's fine. She's okay. okay. Although, although she's, she's locking the door right now, so I can't get back. <laughs> You'll be stuck outside, cold and afraid and naked. <laughs> Yeah, great. <laughs> um, but we finally did get there, and uh, Neil Parker showed up in that fancy car, and it was so comfortable and such a smooth ride. And he is the sponsor of the shed. He is front of the money to make jerseys over there that I can raffle off and then actually send the money to the Manchester Storm for sponsoring a jersey but um and other fun things we do but like if it wasn't for him man that ride we could have been on a bus a taxi we could have been doing anything instead we got in the like the nicest car I've ever been in he had waters he had everything set up for us I think he might have even had some beers and we just cruised all the way to Cardiff didn't we yeah, it was nice. Uh, after a trip like that, especially being delayed for four hours, it, it was nice to get in a 
luxury vehicle like that for the last, well, I think it was a bad time we landed at. So it took us about four hours to get from Gatwick to Cardiff. Yeah, but it, was a, it was a day. Yeah. <laughs> it was a day. <laughs> yeah, I think we were supposed to get to Cardiff at like 11 a.m. And we ended up getting there at like 5 p.m., right? I know that I was supposed to be at Ra-Ra at Miley's practice. Um, and I was planning on going on the ice with them and surprising them and like going out and mucking it up. And uh, by the time I actually got to the arena, practice was nearly over and I didn't have time to get my equipment on or do anything except get a picture with them. But um, you, you do the best you can and you get there when you get there, right? Yeah, yeah that was a crazy day. It was. And that game yeah. was exhausting because we had uh, had a couple days by the time that game actually happened, right? Yeah, I remember uh, I had to do the, like, in the skills competition, I, I had to do fastest skater, and I was not <laughs> feeling, I was not feeling that good. Sorry, Batchy, but it Who was a struggle. Who did you go against? Uh, pigs. Mm. I, I I think they I I think Batchy wanted he thought that we'd be maybe a little more lubricated by that point because you know how Piggy and I get after a couple, yes. But uh, I think we were kind kind of running on fumes by that point. So he he uh, didn't didn't exactly get the show that he wanted for, for them. <laughs> I getting ready for that hockey match. Um, you know we might have gone. We might have been overexcited the night before. Um, we might have had more fun than we anticipated having. And um, it was really hard to play hockey that next day. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was. It was. But, you know, I gutted it out. I got through it. You know, two goals, yeah, won we... the game. You know? <laughs> yeah, we did. It was, it, it was a battle, though, I'll be honest. It was. It was a battle for all four days, though, right? Because when you wake up and you realize, like, these days don't exist very often. Um, once you join the real world and you get to go back and do something like that. And thank you, Batchy, for bringing us back for that. Because Thanks, you, don't, you don't get days like that anymore, you know? Yeah. And, and honestly, like, it was, like, the four nicest days I've ever seen in Cardiff. Wasn't it? Um, yeah, it was beautiful, sunny every day. Which obviously we were there in a in a different time of the year than we would usually be. But I don't ever remember there being four days straight of sunshine in in Wales at any point. Well, and then if we <laughs> hey, guys, right, I'll, I won't like, even look at my notes here. Well, it's like that day before the game. I think it was the day before the game when we hit Witherspoons and we hit the Bay like all oh, afternoon yeah. and then went to that draft at night, totally <laughs> buckled. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, that'll happen, right? Well, it does happen when you get a bunch of middle-aged men that uh, don't get to do what they used to do. And then you're yeah. saying we show up for a weekend we got to play one hockey game, and other than that, we have to have fun. <laughs> like we are good yeah. at having fun. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, you mix in Chris and Steve George, and uh, you know that's all the. <laughs> Chris all starts kissing you. Steve starts dancing and playing tunes. You know, and like, what else are you gonna do? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but like, your poster picks. Um. I was thinking about it myself. I was like, well, what would I put when you asked me like, what, what do you, what do you want? And I was like, 
well, buddies, hockey, family, whatever you want on your poster. And then I was thinking, I was like, what would I put on my poster nowadays? Like, yeah. um, there's so many things we go through, right? And like, you could have put on your Italy days, you could have put on playing in the NHL, you could have put on your Purple Eagle days. You had family and the Cardiff Devils, eh? Yeah, pretty much. I just, uh, I went back in my album. I just searched on my Google Photos hockey. And then uh, I was able to filter it to get myself and the, my wife and the kids and just pick a few, pick a few of those pictures too. But uh, she's gone with her friends today. They're doing their Christmas dinner. I know it's a little late, but uh, so I've had the kids on my own today sort of try to dig back to photos of uh it was just i, I just didn't i, I thought yeah. you did a fantastic job though but cardiff wales must have meant a lot to you because it meant a lot to me yeah it did yeah i mean just the people there they're like the best people i've ever met and the organization was well, probably like the best one i've ever played for it was just so professional the way they they, they treat the, their players there and uh yeah, I mean those those four years were probably the the four most fun years I had playing the game. I it brought back my love of hockey. Like I I kind of went there, confidence shattered, tail between my legs because you know I had a good year in Denmark. They don't want me back, and I'm like, am I the problem? Am I the bad guy in the room? Like, what just happened? And then I get to I get. I sign in Cardiff and then all of a sudden I get put on this this group email of all the players and I start seeing emails from pigs who like he would write the most ridiculous email, the most hockey email you've ever read, and then it says cancer research doctor, blah blah <laughs> blah at the end. <laughs> and I'm like, who am I going to play hockey with? And then the emails back and forth. I was like, these guys know how to hockey. I'm going to a hockey team, you know? Yeah, it it was great. And I think uh, Todd and Lordo. And, Are you and back the in the cold tub? I am. Holy um, shit, man. You're fucked. Okay, you kind of cool down. I was getting too hot in there. Yeah, I think Todd and Lordo did a good job. Uh, once the new ownership group took over, who still do an amazing job to this day supporting the team. Um, I just think they they changed the direction of, of the like of the whole organization, just the way things were run, and and then how, how professional it became. You know, you have guys wanting to go play in Cardiff, whereas maybe you know three or four years before you and Marty were there, it, that that was obviously not the case. Um, so I just think the new ownership, and then you add in Todd Lordo, and uh, you know it, it just changed the franchise completely. Well, it did, and uh, I took a lot of from Todd Kelman. I. I learned a lot watching him do things. Uh, I'm the type of guy that, like, I may not act like I'm watching everybody, but I am. Um, he used to, in the big blue tent, he would make sure every ketchup bottle was full. He made sure every mustard bottle was full. Like, if people, like, he was saying that the ketchup wasn't red enough. It wasn't devil's enough. And, like, his attention to detail and like now coaching kids, it's like attention to detail and like the little things I do believe win games. It's like the little things he did yep. won games. Like when I show up in Cardiff 
in my state and my mental state with hockey and where I was at. And I'm kind of at the end and I can't believe I am where I am. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Like I did was doing this and I was doing that. And then all of a sudden it's like over. And then I'm coming to Cardiff and he's got a Jersey set out on the, the crib for Colby with an 18 Walton Jersey the, yep. si- the size of the kid and it's like there's not many teams in the world that are thinking that means a lot to me and I'm ready to do what you need me to do because you did that yeah I mean I, I think uh, there, there's, a, there's a lot of little things right that that they did and it, um, once you got there you just felt part of the family right away and um, I think that's a big thing uh, they did have a couple of years where there was a large turnover of players. And I think the ability to be able to do little things like that kept a lot of guys coming back. So I know the four years I was there, like, I think we, maybe we had four or five new guys every year. If that, um, that's where, what you want on a team, right? You want a core. Yeah, exactly. So, so you always wanted to try to keep the, the core and then obviously you're going to have guys leave or guys retire. So, but for, for the main part of the, the four years I was there, we, we we had this like pretty much the same crew of people. And it's tough the way it ended for you guys. Um, now that we're on it, as yep. I went over there for Wally night, um, I had heard you guys were struggling. I heard my goat was struggling, and he hadn't scored in so long. It was his longest time <laughs> ever. And then I went over there and had a few. I hung out with some of the guys couple days before the game and uh we get chit-chatting and uh everybody was pretty stressed out about the whole hockey deal and life and the job and then that's kind of what inspired my pregame speech which i guess you saw right (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah definitely we'll we'll never forget that one um but that's what inspired it was like, it's like hockey's supposed to be fun. Like you do yeah. win and you do lose. And like, if, if you know, you're on a team that goes out and gives it everything they got and gives it right down to the nuts, everything they have, it's like, you can't ask for anything else. It's like, but it's the games where you're like, did you actually try hard enough? You know? And it's like, when you get a team full of guys that know what it takes and know what it's about and know how to win, like you don't need people telling you, you didn't do this or that. Right. Like, you know, yeah. 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 And, uh, anyways, I, uh, how this whole shed thing starts, how this all happens and how so many people have listened in so many different countries. It wasn't, from what I've done, it's what everybody else has done. And it took when I leave the Cardiff Devils, Joey Martin, and then you coming in and all these other guys that made a dynasty. And then all of a sudden, the Cardiff Devils are a thing. They're on PlayStation games my kids get to play. They're it's like it's crazy what the Cardiff Devils have become from what I went to play for you know what i mean yeah yeah no yeah i obviously i i don't know what it was like before i got there but the year i got there was pretty much the f- first full season in in the brand new rink um and yeah so it was a brand brand new rink brand new locker room 
Um, you know, the team was right on the cusp of uh, becoming a championship team. And, uh, yeah, you know, I think after a few months, like everything just started to click with, with the guys we had. And Cardiff hadn't won the, the league championship in 20 years. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think we, I think we really caught fire around November and then we oh, ended up clinching. November, eh? That's right around when Wally night was when I told you guys how you were supposed to be fun and got naked in front of you, showed you my tally whacker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I mean that first year, I think we clinched with like seven games left. So it was tough play in those last, last six or seven games that, that, that didn't really mean anything, but, uh, that would be tough. Yeah, it was fun, and I remember we. So we we had won the Challenge Cup. Um, that would have, was it was that early March, but we we had a massive lead in the in the league uh, the league standing as well. So I remember winning that, and we're like, okay, here we go. You know, we have a good shot at winning the league, the Challenge Cup, in the playoffs. Anyway, so I, I, I want to say at that point we had like twelve or thirteen games left, and we knew. Out of those last 12, 13 games, like we had to win maybe five or six to, to clinch it. It, it. it was pretty much done. Um, but I remember, so we, we ended up, this is a funny Todd story. So, so we ended up winning, uh, winning the Challenge Cup. It, it was, it was in Cardiff that year. So obviously we, we go out and party. And, uh, the next day I, I get a text from Todd and Todd's like, uh, you have to be at, at BBC at like, one o'clock for an interview and obviously the boys are already up and we are already back at Witherspoon's having a few beers well I remember and like and like the guys still laugh about it but I remember I just texted him back I'm like sorry Todd like I'm uh, not gonna be able to do the interview you know the boys are all out again and within maybe like an maybe within ten minutes, I, we had Lordo texting his colleague. He's like, "You guys are out drinking again," and uh, you know they were just they 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 obviously just wanted the best for the team, and they were like so excited about the potential of winning the league um, that they were just like, "Okay, boys, like maybe maybe just one day here." But I mean, the boys stayed out all, all day that day too. But uh, yeah, it was just funny. Well, and I, people may think I'm crazy. They may think I'm totally nuts. But I think teams getting together and doing those days is what wins championships. That's how you win, is guys that will do anything for each other when you get on the ice. It's like, well, we went and had lunch. We went and had a fun day on Tuesday. Well, yeah. it's Friday now, and we had fun, but we're all brothers now and we will go out and beat you, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like, I mean, now it's a little different. I know a lot of the, like the, the younger guys playing now don't really drink that much, but in like our, our time that that was normal and that was part of like team bonding. Right. It, well, um, it was. Yeah. I know. I, I, I know. Now my they first like year. work out for team bonding. Checkmate. Yeah, Gray yeah. matter. Concord in Canada. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's it, it's definitely different now, but I I mean, we had our fair share of uh, pints over in Cardiff. There. That, that's for yeah, sure. me and uh, Carl Hudson had a couple when we lived in the same apartments. Um, the odd time, you know, playgrounds and whatnot. But um, yeah, no, like Cardiff was a special place for me, and I do have to bring this up quick. 
is the Continental Cup Finals is next weekend. Matt Carruth is coming back with the Herning Blue Foxes to play Cardiff and the other two teams. Evan Mosey plays on the Cardiff Devils. Just had them on. I think, I mean, I, I played on teams. I switched teams. Teams didn't want me back. I moved different places. I personally think the most hockey thing in the world is we're all just playing a game. We're all just having fun. We're all on the same team and we're all putting on a show. We're all putting on a game. We are all brothers. There's shed guys everywhere. Um, Matt Carruth is a shed guy. He's a, he's, he plays for Herning now. He doesn't play for Cardiff, but when he comes back, if it was me, if it was me on a different team going back to a place I had played, won a playoff championship with, been part of it, um, have friends there, know people there, whoever wins that game, I don't, I want Cardiff to win because I'm a devil, but if Matt Carruth and the Herring Blue Foxes win, I want Cardiff Devils fans to throw Twix on the ice because they deserve it, because they won. If Evan Mosey and the Cardiff Devils win, I want Kit Kats thrown on the ice. I want everybody on the ice, or all the fans that come to the game, bring a Kit Kat and a Twix. Whoever wins, throw that one and eat the other one. You know, that's as hockey as it gets to me. It's like playing the Thorold Blackhawks back in the day. It's like senior A around here. It's like whoever wins, wins. Whoever loses, loses. Let's not make this a bigger deal than it is. Let's have fun and play hockey. And I know everybody's going to go out there and compete as hard as they can. Yeah. If if the Blue Fox Herring guys win, throw Twix on the ice. If Cardiff wins, throw Kit Kats on the ice. Because I think that would be as hockey as it gets in the Continental Cup Finals that me talking in my shed, this short, fat guy that didn't do much in his career, could get that to happen in the Continental Cup Finals, that would be as cool as it gets, right? Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. It'd be like yeah. a guy. It'd be like a guy like you sitting in his cold tub, right? I'm actually back in the hot now. I oh, you're I back come hot back now, Jeepers. Yeah. Um, so how did you end up babbling in your cold tub and like tell it? Cause you always told me, I never thought I'd ever get you in. You always told me you weren't a talker. I never thought I'd get you here. And now you're here. And it was because you came out to your cold tub and started chatting with people. I'm like, how can you do that and not talk to me? Yeah. I'm not much a talker. I mean, I, yeah, you other are. than, other than being in the locker room around the guys, you know, I don't really like this stuff, but no, we just I, we just started, you know, at the gym where, you know, I was posting videos. I go on in every day, and everyone thought it was hilarious. I, at this, like, there there was like, like days there where I was getting hundreds of messages from like old friends from high school, like fans from Cardiff, people from like Asiago, Italy, like like the most random messages. So I'm like, well, I'll just keep it going. Um, so then, like, we're just joking out of the gym, and they're like, oh yeah, you should start doing interviews in there. So I mean, we did a few of those just just for a couple laughs and. Uh, yeah, that's it. it. It just kind of took off. So now I just kind of do it every morning. People like the old greeting, you know, the old "Good morning." <laughs> um, I get, I get, I get those voice notes from people all the time, and it, it just actually brings a smile to my face to know people are enjoying that every morning. Right. You know, because 
because because there's mornings that that are harder to wake up than some other mornings, right? And well, there if, are. If, if, if like something makes you happier or makes you laugh a bit, then so be it, right? I I couldn't agree more. It's like people probably think I'm totally nuts with how often I do this, how much time I put into this, but it's like yeah, the messages I've got. The pictures I've got sent from all these different people that I didn't know these pictures existed. I didn't know. I hadn't seen these people in so long. And then you start doing this and then people write to you and you're like, so like you like you have a better day because I talked to people in my shed and you're like, huh? Well, I had a better day too, so maybe I should do this. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you, you know it, it's funny because you're you like you'll always get the negative messages too, right? Like, oh, you're like this annoying, or I'm muting you, or blah blah blah. But I mean, it, it was there were some days it was like overwhelming how many messages I was getting, and um, pretty sure I sold newer cover about uh, sixty or seventy cold tubs by just posting that stuff every day, and people asking about the benefits and. It was crazy, like how many how many uh, tubs I think I sold for them. But um, yeah, you, I, I mean, you got sponsored then, or what? <laughs> no, I just have a like like a promo code that people can use now. But like, I mean, I I didn't have it before. Like all these people bought it, but uh, no, well, you, you can, even you can do that now. We got free ads. You can do the promo code on here if you you want. I don't care. Okay, but no, it, it was actually like. Like getting like paragraph messages from people saying, you know, it was inspirational doing the challenge, doing the weight loss challenge, doing the cold stuff thing, and just trying to change like day to day habits to just be a better person, husband, dad, whatever, right? So, um, yeah, I think I, I think no matter what you do, you're always gonna have people that have a negative view, and um, that's I think it's great, to... dude. I honestly, yeah. um, for me and my life. I didn't get out of my shell much. I was not who I wanted to be a lot of years because I was, I was me in Elmira. Then I went to Western Michigan. I was pretty well me, but then you get into pro and like, you got all the other people and different personalities and it's hard to be yourself. And then yeah. when, when you like, I got to Cardiff and I got to be myself again and I didn't care anymore. And then, like, now out here and I get to just be myself and say what I think. And um, it's uh, it's fun, right? And then when you hear from people from other countries and other places where you played that, like, you're like, you guys don't remember me. And then all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, people actually do, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's crazy how many people actually care, right? Um, yeah. Like, I, I just think it's a big problem in society right now that, you know, the few negative things that people might hear really um, distracts or disturbs your thinking of, you know, how to act or doing certain things on social media platforms because, you know, maybe one or two people say something negative about it. But, um, yeah, it, it like, I agree with you. It was, it, was, um, it was crazy how many messages I was getting about how I was inspiring people or, you know, it was, it was cool what I was doing. And they like look forward to seeing it every morning, me jumping in a cold plunge <laughs> at 4 a.m. As, as insane as I might sound. Um, it is. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No, it's, it, it's just something different, you know, and if, you know, if it makes someone laugh or smile or inspire someone to get back in shape, then, you know, it's, 
it's, well, like, and everybody it's, has a different way of going about it. But like, I think like the right type of people win. And um, when I'm leaving Cardiff and you're coming in, I think it's the perfect recipe is like we have an, a guy coming in that is a team guy that just wants to win and just enjoy hockey and be a team guy. And like, um, that's what I've always heard about you. I don't like saying nice things to people in my shed, but like, that's what I've heard about you. And like when you and JJ do raise my goat, um, I think it does change people the way you're raised and it does change who you are and how you deal with team conflicts and whatnot. Um, like Joey Martin is a, a special player in Cardiff Devils history, isn't he? And you raised yeah, that he puppy. Yeah, he is for sure. You know, he's done so much for that organization and team in the city. And uh, the thing about Joe, he's the most down earth guy, right? Um, he never let any of it get any, any of it get to his head. He was always like from the day he got there until currently, like he's always been that same guy. He always makes time for fans and kids, and uh, yeah, he's never changed his demeanor or the way he he acts or carries himself. Yeah, he's he's pretty much the goat, right? He is. He definitely is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you did get to win it with him. Like I won the challenge cup with him. You got to win it. That, that picture you sent of you got him around your arm and another guy and you just won it. Um, very similar to my under 13 boys picture I have of like when they just won it, but like yeah. winning's winning and like, man, there's no feeling like it is there. <laughs> Yeah, and, and we, we did a lot of it in Cardiff those those couple of years. So I <laughs> mean. sure did. And you're <laughs> gonna do it again when uh that whole COVID baloney shut down, eh? Yeah, no, we, we had a pretty big lead, I think. So I wanna say we were like nine points up and then with like we, we I think we had games in hand too. I know. So, it, was, it wasn't close. Yeah, I mean they, they, they should have gave us a league, but obviously that didn't happen. Right. But, uh, no, you, no, you gotta earn it. You gotta yeah, be I, I, I remember tweeting that, like I said, I, I was done playing, and then I said, you know, we should have won, and I had uh, a bunch of mutants from Belfast chirping at me on Twitter. <laughs> but uh, I'm like, guys, ah, just so you know, what what we've done the last four years compared to what you've done, I think we had seven trophies, and I think they might have won one Challenge Cup or something. But, it is uh, a competitive league, though, eh? Those folks are competitive because yeah. Belfast has been on a hell of a run recently yeah yeah lately right they've pretty much cleaned up all the trophies the last couple of years yeah other, other than, yeah i think cardiff got a few but Belfast it, yeah well cardiff gets pissed off when they don't win i know that yeah you know? for sure. And i would i do too well um, I, I mean it, it is just perspective of how how hard it is to keep like to keep winning like year over year right because obviously keep the same have, core right keep the same yeah. people it's like having a Joey Martin on your team and Mark Richardson, Josh Batch, Bouncy, there's so many of them. Yeah. Like make it the culture that it is. And it's like, this is the way it is. And um, you have to join our team because this is how it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But 
Anywho, serious question now. This is cutting edge shed stuff. You played in the NHL. Briefly, uh, a little cup of coffee. That's pretty exciting, though, eh? Like, you did it. I never did it. Uh, like, yeah. you can tell people you played in the NHL. I can't tell people that. That's I neat. Could, but I would I would never tell someone that unless they ask me. I understand that. Well, I mean, because you're like, oh, you play in NHL? Oh, why did you only play one game? <laughs> yeah. Why, yeah. Why did you play more? <laughs> oh, well, I wanted to, but they didn't let me. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, know, I, you know, I just wanted to stay in Bridgeport, Connecticut for, for three years and only get called up once. Yeah. No, no, no. It, it, it is an honest question, and I don't think people realize how hard it is to play in the NHL. You know, we probably have a million hockey players around the world, and there's 600 guys playing in the NHL right now. So, well, if, if you look know, around yeah, at minor hockey and all these people posting shit of kids tr- practicing and getting better, and especially when they're young, young, it's like, yeah. okay, cool. But it's like, it just keeps going down like you get to the top of the mountain right and then all of a sudden it's like animals <laughs> yeah i know for sure but you got yeah. the call up like what was that like when you got the call like were you in bridgeport and you got the call like i'm going to the nhl because i can't imagine that call yeah um so it would have been yeah it was march of 2009 um we had a game that night in Bridgeport and I went in for pregame skate and uh, the coach called me in the office before pregame skate in Bridgeport. And he's like, you're going up tonight. And I'm like, what? He's like, you're going up. So skate here and then go home, do your usual thing. And then, uh, you know, there's a rider range for you to get to Long Island, which is only about an hour away, Bridgeport, Connecticut to, uh, now. So you just had to bus or get a cab or something. Yeah, no, they, they they had a car arranged. Uh, there's two of us that were called up. So, uh, yeah, so I just went home. I did. My, I went to Olive Garden with the guys. We had our normal pregame lunch. And then. Uh, did you do the Alfredo home. boat with the breadsticks? Yeah, of course we did. Yeah, you did. Um, you were dipping yeah. the breadsticks at Alfredo boat. That That's that's lovely at all, Olive Garden. Except, you know, when you're a little nervous and. I, I was burping that up before the game, but yeah, no, it, it was great. I mean, I, I don't even really remember playing in the game. That's all. Nervous, you're nervous, but then once you start playing, you're not nervous anymore, but it's hard to recall the game. And I've, I, I've yet to watch it back. Although my dad's probably watched it 300 times. Uh, yeah. I still, I still watch the game. Yeah. Maybe, maybe years down the road, I'll go back and watch it to see how I actually played. I just know I got a, I had a penalty on Kovlev my, my first shift. So, well, honestly, it's neat. It would be neat for your old man, and I can understand why he's watched it hundreds of times. It's like raising my son, yeah, and like to think he could ever do that. Um, I'd probably watch that game once or twice, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but I like, guess neat. You actually got to do that. Like it's nice you got that game because. If if you don't, then you can't say you did it, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I mean, being on a, a three-year entry of a contract, like a two-way contract, it, it would have been a shame if I didn't at least get one game, right? Just because you know you were so close. Yeah, well, it can hurt when you get close and you don't. Get well, it. I mean, there's man, there, there's tons of guys that sign these 
three-year entry-level deals. And, you know, some of them spend the whole time in the HL. Some guys even get sent down to the coast, right? So, oh, I mean, yeah. just because you sign an entry-level NHL contract doesn't doesn't get, doesn't even mean you're going to play one game, right? But so, it's the same as getting drafted, right? It's like these kids that think getting drafted means oh, you made yeah. it. It's like you're so far away from making it, it's not even close. Yeah, I mean, after if you look at the breakdown, after the first round, it's pretty much a coin flip, right? I mean, there's a lot of good players that get drafted second, third, fourth round, but I mean, guys that are like that really, I like, I, I don't know what the percentages are, but I know it drops off a lot after the first round. Um, well, we better keep on going, eh? Um, because yeah. I got a lot of questions here, you know? All right. Okay. Uh, my, my battery's at like 15%, so we have to hear That's it. Holy shit, man. You're in the tub, too. Um, Oh dear. Well, then I better think harder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why was the Stanley Cup with you? Ah, uh, yeah. So uh, I was good buddies with Nathan Horton, and uh, oh, they won. The- punk. He lost yeah, the Southern he- Cup. Did you know that? I know he lost you guys, but he. Oh, did you um, know that? Okay, I was just letting you know. Another famous for Blackhawks, but yeah, uh, he he had won the cup. You know, we had gone to to watch a couple games that year and then uh, I remember I'll, I'll never forget I was at a Jays game um, and I, well, I don't know if it was July 1st and he called me he's like uh, what do you think about me bringing the cup back to your place for like an after party after the parade I'm like are you kidding me of course so uh, yeah we hosted the this cup party in my backyard in Thorold really awesome. you hosted it yeah yeah it was amazing like he had, he, he had a big parade in his hometown in Dunville and then they had got they got to throw that maybe like five, and we had a, everything set up in the backyard. Like like Molson had sponsored it, so we had tents, all the beer supplied. Um, it it was takes amazing. everybody to win, man. And uh, honestly, uh, what I've found from you, and it was hanging out with you at Batchy's testimonial, and it was all of it is it takes everybody to win, and you're really good at facilitating winning. You know that? Oh, thanks. Well, you are. Um, <laughs> well done. Um, yeah. Yeah, fuck you. I, I don't like saying nice things to people. I mean, I, mean, Wait, I, I, I didn't up. know. I didn't win a Sutherland Cup, though, right? So. That's right. That's right. Only the Elmire Hurricanes did that. And um, did we, beat we had lost to, we, we lost to Stratford in the finals the following year in game seven. Oh, I lost in game seven um, the year after we won it. My last year of junior, I lost in game seven to Sarnia. And it was it was something I still not over. Um, it was the year it was my team. It was my thing. Um, the year before, it was more Agatha's thing. And uh, we won. And then it was like on me. And I we didn't get it done. And it it still hurts you know yeah for sure. what do you do it's, you it's, win you it's lose start, it's starting to snow here okay hey i'll keep going then bridgeport yeah. you played with mark flood he's a beauty bloody is an absolute legend isn't he isn't he one I'm of the happy. isn't it weird that like i say that the shed guys come from different pockets of the world He's like yeah. a PEI guy or something. Yeah, and, well, you know him. Him and uh, Dickel are good buddies too. So there's a there's another uh, shed connection for you. Well, and it makes sense because shed guys know shed guys because 
Mark Flood is one of the best dudes I've played with. And I only played for like a month or so and we stayed in a hotel and I'm like, man, this guy is just like so nice. And like, he plays hockey nice and he's a good guy. And I was like, God. Yeah. He's, he's a super good guy. Um, I remember when I posted cause uh, Dicko and I did our masters together in Cardiff. So I posted, posted one day, me, me and Dickie were at the campus bar and I posted something on Instagram of just me and him. And like Floody had messaged me right away. He's like, Oh my God. He's like, he's like, you two guys are playing together. And he's like, look out. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 You get Double, good right? people together. You, you, you know, it, it, you win stuff, you know, it's true. That it, true. That's how it works. The other guy that was on that team, Matt Martin, he's a shed yeah. guy too. Yeah. Marty's Marty's another good guy. Same thing. Like he, he made it, uh, like he's been in the NHL forever now, but he's similar to uh, Joey Martin, uh, very down to earth guy, great guy. Uh, he, he never let any of that get through his head, and he's the same way. He always treats everyone the same, and he doesn't like think he's above anyone. So he's very similar to Joey Marty. So I I, 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 to- I totally agree because I went. Uh, my story is I went to an Islanders game. Um, Tom Kunakel supposed to be playing on the team from Lansu, Germany. Yeah. I know him. We're supposed to be able to go down and meet the team. He's injured. He's not there. So I may know my way around a barn or two, and I may know how to get places. So I get to the family and friends section with my son, and Matt Martin came out, and so did five or six other Islanders. Like They were so nice. They took the time. They got right down on their knee with the with my son took pictures yeah. with him and it's like there's some guys that will do this and there's some guys that won't and matt martin casey zizekas there is a yep. bunch of guys that were on the islanders that are absolute shed guys you know for sure and i i feel like hockey players are like in general are a lot different than a lot of other pro athletes where guys guys will do that a lot more often yeah, and it's neat when you can do that for your kid um, when you're just a fat guy in the middle of nowhere, you know, and then you can show up at a barn and do that at a shell rink. It's pretty neat. Um, you're not fat, Wally. You just have bad genes. That's right. I, that's I'm i not as fat as I used to be. Um, that's true. That's true. Now I go to my shed and laugh, and you go to your tub and laugh. So, Asiago, we haven't talked about this yet, okay? So My we, we got to do place. this. We got to do this. So you played there a long time. And uh, yep. one guy that I want to have on is Lane Ulmer. Um, yep. He's a shed guy. And I just saw him and my buddy that I won the championship with in Germany and Mexico together. Greg oh, Schmidt. Really? Yeah. They were out. They were there for a week hanging out. Doing her. Being hockey guys. Um, I. Shed guys know shed guys, and you and him spent a lot of time together, eh? Yeah, so we played uh, when, when I got to Asiago, had already been there two years previous. So he uh, he ended up playing seven years in Asiago, and I played the last five with him. And then that was the year Asiago, like Syria, so the first league in Italy, was joining the Alps League. So at that time, that would have been the second Austrian league. And basically, we didn't really know what was going to happen, but they had to cut way down on imports. So 
Um, I would have been, yeah, 30 at the time in lane. He is, uh, he would have been 35. So, um, it's not that the team didn't want us back, but we just didn't know how things were going to work out. Um, so I ended up signing in Cardiff and then within a couple of weeks, Lordo had called me. He's like, Hey, tell me more about this Almer guy. Um, and then, yeah, that's basically how it happened. And, uh, yeah, so we played, uh, so five in Italy and then three in Cardiff together. So eight, eight consecutive years. Um, eight both years time in, in a row with one dude, man. Yeah. So, so we were pretty much line mates the whole time in Asiago and then in, in, in Cardiff off and on, I played pretty much half with Marty and half with Lane. So he's a centerman? He is a centerman, yeah. Yeah, so like him and Marty were the were the one-two center punch for those years. We we won all those trophies. And uh, that's pretty neat that you, you're either playing with a kid you grew up with or a guy you've been with for eight years. Yeah, I know. It was great, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I mean, Asiago, um, another great city. It's, it's hard to pick which city I like playing more of. It's a lot, a, lot, a very different city. It's uh, it's up in the mountains, smaller town, like 10,000 people. Um, fans are great there too, very loyal. Um, not as much to do. Um, I, I, I would say I like Cardiff more just because, you know, the city with a half million people and there's, there's more, so much more, more things there. to do, especially but, with kids, right? Exactly. So, but in, in terms of like the way the teams are run and the way you're treated, they're they're the my my two favorite teams that I've ever played for. Well, you really didn't play for anybody else. <laughs> True. I played, I played Salzburg for one year and Bridgeport for three, and then Providence for like a half a year. So, like honestly, like when I look at rosters and resumes and like where people go and what happens, it's like, man you're as loyal as people get and uh um i've met you i've done the weekend with you you're the type of guy teams need to win um be the same in the real world um it's interesting when teams win and like you win in italy and then you come to cardiff and the same thing happens and like you don't have to be the joey martin you don't have to be that guy you just blend in and you're like ah yeah let's just have fun and win and i'm gonna score goals and have fun and you know like that's what teams need yeah no no exactly Sorry for right. saying nice things to you my bad it's not my fault thanks buddy i i really appreciate it obviously i had the i had one of the best weekends of my life with you sir yeah that was a lot of fun yeah. Um, my, my batteries does, I probably have like five minutes left here, j- just so you know, okay, but, well, uh, when it cuts out, then I'll just say, and this has been thing. another episode, right? <laughs> okay. It's at like, like 9%, but it's cold. So the battery's going to drain quicker. Um, yeah. So, so what was the last question? Oh yeah. C- coming to Cardiff and, uh, did I see, did I ask you a question? I was just telling you, like, I think you're a winner. I think what you do is oh, bring. Thanks. You, you win. Honestly, stuff. like I, honestly, I, so I, you won in Niagara too. You you won everywhere, but like, isn't it interesting? So you did do your three years in the North American Loop. Um, is it not different growing up in Thorold, where you're like a team? You're a team. Yeah. 
And then you get to North American Pro and you get in your three year entry level deal. It's not a team. It's not no, no, what no, you're not up doing. I, I when when you're in the American League and I'm not sure what I'm sure the coast is pretty similar. Like we would have fifty or sixty different guys on the roster throughout the year, right? And it it's not a team because everyone wants to get called up. Everyone's playing for ice time, you know. If a guy's not on the power play, he's upset. If this guy's on the penalty kill, he's upset. And it's just the way we are because everyone's so competitive. Everyone wants to go to that next level. So it's not like you were like upset with the guy, but you're upset that you're not getting the ice time the that he's given. Yeah. yeah it, it, so it's like, it's hard to say it's a team and then playoffs will roll around. If the Ivaners didn't make the playoffs, they send down eight guys on, on the, on their entry level deals that played in the NHL all year just to play in the American League playoffs and then guys that are playing on the first two lines and all of a sudden we're bumped down the line three and four barely playing because these NHL guys are now playing so it's like they're not even on the team all year so it's, it's hard to it's it's a, it's a completely different dynamic um yeah but it's it's definitely not a team when I went to Europe it's like okay like I'm back on our team like you're, we're all you're on a team, team and we yeah. grew up being on teams and this is a team and that yeah. we're trying to win a trophy together right exactly and, and it's not saying like I had a lot of fun playing in Bridgeport. Those guys were all great guys too. But at the end of the day, we were all fighting for the same job. So um, as, as I still do talk to a lot of guys from there. But again, it's not the same team feeling um, as it was playing in Cardiff and Asiago. That, that's, that's for sure. I totally understand. And what's weird for me that I got written down here is when you're in Asiago – at one year was your goalie Jeff Lurg. It, yeah, it was Lurgy. Our Man, my uh, first year. Though. That guy in Michigan State was the littlest goalie in the league. I think he was Michigan he, State. He he is the smallest goalie I've, I've I've ever played with. He stopped all the pucks. He was great. Yeah, he he was. He stopped small. all the pucks. He won like goaltender of the year in college hockey. And he couldn't get a sniff and pro because he's just too little. But fuck, he could stop pucks. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's tough. It's tough when you get that next level. My uh, phone's going to die here, though, buddy. Okay. You want to sign off? Well, is it over? Well, it's going to shut down here. Do you want to sneak in one more question? Do you got a good one for me? Do I have a good question for you? I don't think I have a good question for you. Other than in Providence... Okay, you leave school and you score a point a game for like, oh shit, is he done? Are you done? Okay, you leave school and you score a point a game in the AHL playoffs and in the regular season for 15 points. Like, you you thought you were going there and like, that's gotta be tough for a guy to take because I thought I was getting pretty close and I, it didn't happen. And you know, it can, it can hurt for a little bit. Can it? Yeah, for sure. Um, so you're, you're cutting in and out. Are you talking about Providence? Yeah. So you went to Providence and scored 14 points in 15 games and then you signed um... with the Islanders. Yeah, so funny enough, I I could barely get a tryout contract. Um, I had a couple ATO offers. One was Springfield, one was Providence. We ended up deciding to go to Providence. Um, you're on an agent. ATO and you're putting that shit up. 
because in yeah, ATOs, so, in my experience, you don't get any ice time. You're just like the extra yeah, guy. Yeah, so Providence had a bunch of injuries, and, and they were in a playoff race. So I just got put in a, a good situation. My first couple games had a couple points, so I started playing more. The next thing you know, I'm playing on the power play with Crutchy. Um, so that obviously helped my, my point production playing with that guy. He's the smartest player I've ever played with. He has eyes in the back of his head. But um, yeah, it, it was it was shocking. I remember going there. They're like, like the guys are all great guys, but everyone's like, like Niagara University? What is that? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I thought, you know, I, on the map though. Like, Eggets did his thing, and he put it on the map. But he was only an East Coast All Decade team guy, right? Like, you put it on the map a little bit further. Yeah, well, I, I think the biggest difference was age, right? So, so when I was done playing, I was like when I finished at Niagara, I was only twenty-one, right? So, right. um, why you know, your old so... man was driving your practice? But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Sure. Yeah, honestly, like I, I went there. I you knew I was just gonna play the way I always did, but I thought, you know, maybe I'll get a couple games and they'll send me back to Niagara. But um, I was still in school, right? So I was trying to do all my work online, living in a hotel for three months. Um. But yeah, I mean, it, it was crazy the way that kind of worked. And then next thing you know, my agent called me. He's like, "Hey, just so you know, we have an offer from this team. We have an offer from this team." And then like playoffs started, and I was still getting a point a game. And by the end of it, there was probably like twelve, 12 different teams that 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 made an offer. I was surprised you didn't stick with the team you were with because you had done so well with them. Yeah. So the whole thing there, they had. Uh, uh, it's a long story, but at the time. They thought I was I was a year older than what I was. So whatever was in the CBA, like I had to sign a three-year entry level because of my age. And like the contract offer they had given me was basically the same, but for two years. And the, But I like couldn't even sign it. They had messed it up. And then um, looking back, I mean, we should have just went back to them and say, hey, like this is, this can't even happen. Like it won't be, it won't be allowed. But um, yeah, I just, you know, I just, I had spoke to the Islanders and uh, I just felt comfortable going there. And then, um, yeah, that, that was that. You know, it's easy to say now I should have stuck it out and stayed in Boston because my best buddy ended up getting traded there the following year. So, I mean, that that probably could have helped my chances of getting called up a little more often. I mean, would it up? Who knows, right? But uh, No, it's but like to- it, it's the way it works, right? It's like I yeah. could have changed things in my path, but like – we make the path we make, right? And we do what we do. And uh, it's interesting for me in my shed knowing who winners are. And I'm like, this dude's a winner. And it's like, this guy should be in hockey. This guy should be teaching people how to win shit. And, yeah. like, that's who you are. Oh, thanks, brother. You're... You uh, trying to make me cry on here or what? No, I'm not. I just want you to sit in your hot tub and enjoy it. But like that, honestly, honestly, shut up here because I'm I'm at I'm at one percent. Okay, well here we go for your one percent. Okay, I'm gonna shut it down after this. I love you. We'll we'll, we'll talk soon. We will talk again. But winning takes certain people. It takes the right people. It takes the people that don't aren't in it for themselves, that want to win because they want to fucking win. And that's yeah. who you are. 
And that's, you raised my goat. It's crazy. When you think about how this all goes and I meet you and I get to know you that weekend at Josh Batch's testimonial. And then I realize you helped raise my goat. And then I see myself raising these kids around here. And it's like, you got to raise winners. You either raise winners or you raise people that make fucking excuses you know yeah and i i feel like you're you're either one or the other right you're one or the other you're either gonna fucking figure it out or you can fucking make excuses because of this and that you know yeah for sure and um you made the devils what they were from the big blue tent to the big barn you and Marty and everybody, and I understand why he brought you in, is that's how they won shit, was everybody was in it together. Samuel Jardine, I don't know if you played with him, but he's another one of those fucking guys that, like, you just win with guys like that. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, Jardine's a great guy, too. Yes. Well... Thank you for finally making the time for me. And um, I uh, don't know if you're cold or hot or what you're doing now. I just got to go and check on the kids, make sure they're sleeping. I I can see the lights are all off. So that's a positive thing. Thank you for making, finally making the time for me, buddy. And that weekend at Batch's testimonial was one I'll never forget. And it was great getting to know you, sir. Yeah. I I had a great time with you too, buddy. It was, uh, I mean, those are memories we we will obviously never forget. Winning takes people places, right? That's what it does. I I agree. And uh, And that's why we were there. That's why we were there was because the Cardiff Devils won shit. If if they don't win shit, we're not there. Yeah, for sure. Go Cardiff Devils. Go Manchester Storm. Go hockey. Shawnee's out of gas. And this has been another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with... Betty and Wally. Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. And that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tanaka fans. I'm like Pete Southtown Van Van. I'm always speaking my mind, man. I'm better off biting my tongue. I'm a bad joke at the wrong time. If I'm a legend in my own mind, I'm good for some, but I'm not for it.